0: Welcome to the mid church podcast. Today we're continuing our series, Jesus in a Christmas Vacation. Today's sermon is entitled, Getting Past Our Past. Every family has a past they're not proud of, but your choices determine your future, not your past. We're going to learn about those things today, so sit back and relax and enjoy the podcast starting right now. All right, let's dive in this today. I'm excited to be continuing our series, Jesus in a Christmas Vacation. Jesus in the Christmas Vacation. Man, we're in week three of this thing, and I have been pumped up each and every week. So look, I found the uh, Griswold's car up here. Uh, it's a smaller version. online campus. I don't know if you guys can see it or not, but that's okay. Uh, uh, you got to be here in person to see it. But uh, we got the Griswold's semi-looking car up here. Uh, <laughs> you guys got to come in. Y'all like the Christmas decorations? Thank you guys that come out and helped us. I couldn't do it on my own. But it looks good, Mr. Stamian. All right, I got ADD. But, man, for the last three weeks, we've been, we've been diving deep in Jesus and the Christmas vacation. And this week, we're going to be continuing that. And it's today's sermon is entitled Getting Past Our Past. Getting Past Our Past. Today's going to be deep. So, you guys, buckle up, hold on, and let's just see how dysfunctional some of our families can be, and we can relate. Because this series, we found that Jesus was just like most of us. He had a large family, a loving family, a passionate family. And we learned in the last few weeks he had people in his family tree that wasn't so nice. They cheated along the way. They cheated to get ahead and they lied about a few things. And anybody in their family knows somebody like that? Don't raise your hands. <laughs> Don't point fingers either. But listen, every one of us has a, a family member. And we discussed that in the Christmas vacation that you see Cousin Eddie in there and cousin Eddie is the most dysfunctional person in the Griswold's family I do believe and so you may have the cousin Gary in your family and if you're thinking right now you don't know who your cousin Gary is it's probably you <laughs> sorry but listen we all got that cousin Gary and today we're going to talk just a little bit more about getting past our past so every family in here has a past every one of us have a past and there, and that they're they, we, every family has a past that they're not proud of. So you guys think with me right now. There's maybe something that you're thinking of today, man. There's something in my past that I'm not so proud of. I'm not so keened of. I'm. I'm not, man. I, I don't really want anybody to know that. I don't want anybody to know my my deepest darkest secret. Some of us don't even want, want you to tell us what our family's done in their past, right? Amen. But I'm gonna, gonna give you guys some insight. It doesn't matter who your family is or what your family. Uh, you've painted your family picture to be that family image that you guys have I want you all to know that no family has it all together right? Anybody in here got it together? Please call me if you do. I need to know your secret. But no family has it all together. No family uh, out there has the perfect family, has the perfect timing. You look on Facebook and man it looks like everybody has it together right? You You ever took pictures of your family especially if you have kids and you're trying to get that perfect one I love my mother-in-law, but she will take picture after picture after picture trying to get that perfect one. I'm like, man, just take the picture and be done with it. I'm like, I'm tired of taking pictures. But she will go oh, and on and on. We'll have like 200 pictures and we'll pick that perfect one, right? You guys relate? I know for me, like, there's been times where I've been trying to take that perfect picture and, man, I didn't get it on the first try. But, man, when you see it on Facebook or you see it on InstaHate, man, it looks like I got it together. I know what I'm doing, right, you know? But, man, it took a lot of work, it took a lot of uh, uh, things, and, and it wasn't perfect all the time. And just like our families, we're not all perfect. We have things that may be hidden, locked away in the filing cabinets. Oh, it's like the, uh, the movie Bruce Almighty when, when he goes up and he meets God for the first time, and he's up there on the floor, and he's mopping, and he's doing all that, and he pulls the filing cabinet out, and it shoots him halfway across the field. Anybody know not, I love that. Because that's how Tasha is when I do something. She makes her upset. She wants to pull out the thing I did on March 21st on uh, uh, 2008 at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, what is that? I don't know what that is. <laughs> There's things that we all have locked away in our closets or walk, locked away in those filing cabinets, and we don't want nobody to open them, right? Because, man, if it opens up, man, everybody's going to know. The dust is going to fly out. Everybody's going to see our issues, our problems. But listen, listen, listen. Jesus the same way. His family tree has some stuff in there that ain't so pleasing, ain't so good, ain't so, uh, I mean, I wouldn't want nobody to know some of these things, but listen, we actually have the book that tells us all their secrets, but <laughs> it actually helps us to know how we can live day by day and get past certain temptations. All right, so we're going to look somewhere down here, <laughs> I lost my spot again, Uh you guys have a good thanksgiving everybody have a good thanksgiving i know i did get to meet some families and get to share stories and man there's some stories i like to share when i'm around family and we get to cut up and goof off I'm like man this one time you won't believe what happened and and we share some things and and then you got uncle joe uncle, uncle joseph over there he's sharing the stories that about uh, you know uncle jack and <laughs> it wasn't so great and you're like hey whoa slow down don't be sharing don't be sharing all those stories We all got that family Anybody share some interesting stories at Thanksgiving time? If you didn't, it's okay. Christmas is coming. It's coming in just about 21 days. Nobody's counting, are they? But oftentimes we get around people and we get comfortable and we start picking up and picking out things in our past. that's not so pleasing. Maybe you've had that happen in your family. Maybe at a family vacation or a family reunion, and it's like, man, I'm going to pull up Sally Sue's back pass, and I'm going to tell everybody. Y'all know people that, man, once they get that juicy story, they want to share it with everybody. Man, they, just, man, I got these details. You won't believe what Pastor Michael did. You won't believe what he did on the float on the way back to the church. He was yelling at people, telling them Merry Christmas. It was great. He's a horrible guy. No, I'm just kidding. He's a nice guy. But Listen, listen, listen. Let me catch up here. Let me catch up here. Find out where I'm at. <laughs> So Joseph here. We look at Joseph chapter two. Uh, so to kinda of catch everybody up kind of where we've been at the last few weeks we started with Adam and Eve talking about Adam and Eve, how they were deceived, they were lied to, talked about Noah and his family, how he's honored to God and he was big and and, and, and sticking to the promises and we looked at Abraham and you know, talked about how if he if he stuck to his guns and followed what God says, he would bless many nations and, and then we go on and, and we learned last week about the two boys Chewbacca, baby. You remember Chewbacca, baby? Yeah. Selling out. All right, so let me t- I'm trying to get caught up here. I don't know where I stopped at. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, here we all go. Right, all right. The Joseph sincerely sent out two spies from the Israel camp, and he instructed them, scout out the land on the other side of the Jordan River, especially around Jericho. So the two men set out and came to the house to- Named, uh, 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 I think it's Rahab, and stayed there that night. So I want you guys to kind of see something here and kind of paint a picture for you. Joseph sent out two spies. Two spies. Secretly sent them out. You know, done some shady things. So he sent out two spies. He's like, hey, listen, I need you guys to go over here, scout out the area, check it out. We call those campers in video games. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about? They camp. They go out, they find an area, that, they hang tight. And Anyway. He wasn't going to make the same mistake that his predecessors did by telling everyone that he was sending 12 spies So he sent out only two. His predecessor, he's like, hey, I'm going to send out 12 of you to go out there and scout out the land and figure out what happened. He wasn't doing that. He's sending out two this time. So so he sent out two secret spies. Next, when the two spies entered Jericho, they ended up at a prostitute's house. Now, things get a little shady. I told you guys, y'all thought y'all had some dysfunctional people in your family. Jesus' family tree was just a smidge dysfunctional with some dysfunctional people doing some dysfunctional things. But see, the spies were on a mission. They had a mission that they were supposed to be doing. They're supposed to be secretly going out, getting the intel, finding out what was going on over here on the other side of the Jordan River, trying to check the land out, seeing how many people they got over there. Man, they were they, they had a job to do. But they got distracted. They got a little distracted because they went somewhere where they wasn't supposed to be. A place where they had no business to be in. And we find out later in the story that uh, Ray, I think it's Rahab, how you say it, Rahab, was just trying to support her family. That's a, never mind. (laughs) Lord help us. Let's see. None of them were escorts. None of them wanted to, wanted to you know, get over there and, and do what they, they were supposed to. And then they had a, this secret that they were trying to keep hidden down. Man, imagine having a secret in your life and you're trying to keep this burden down. You're trying to keep it away from everybody. Man, it starts eating us on the inside, right? Anybody got a secret that said, I'm up, don't raise your hand. But, man, I tell you what, I know time for, there's been times for me, there's things in my life that I don't want nobody to know about. I don't, uh, they, they hurt me on the inside. Now, God's forgiven me and God can touch any situation. He can bring you out of it there's things that hurt me in the past that I don't like bringing up. I got a lot of notes and I'm trying, to, I'm trying for time purposes. And today I want to encourage you that your choice determines your future, not your past. Your choices determine your future, not your past. You hear me? I'm going to say it one more time. Your choices determine your future, not your past. For every decision we make, there's an equal or opposite reaction. Did I say that right, Murphy's Law. See, we all make a choice every single day. You guys made a choice this morning to wake up and come to meet at church today. You guys uh, uh, are attending online campus. Thank you guys so much for being here. You, and you guys listen to this later on, man. You made a decision today. But we all have a choice. Everything that we do in this life, we have a choice. We all have a choice and that's what i love about god is is he gives us a choice today and every single day it's been often times where where i drive a lot and there's a lot of times i get really upset and because people don't know how to drive and and i get really angry when you go slow and the speed limit is 45 and you're going 25 and i can't get around you i start getting aggravated and so i got a choice to make i got a choice I can get angry, I can get upset, I can do a lot of different things, run them off the road. But our choices determine our future, not our past. So we had a choice when we started this church. We had a choice whether we were going to do it and follow what God had called us to do or we had a choice not to do it. And I'm glad today that we made the right choice because our choice in that moment determined our future, not our past. Because we dealt with a lot of hurt, we did, did, dealt with a lot of past pain and a lot of pain in the in the, in the past. And man, we were discouraged. We were we were broken. And man, we were looking for God and for guidance and healing. And oftentimes, I'm like, God, where are you? I felt like those mountains were all the way around us, and and I was praying out to God, God, I need the mountains to be moved. God, I, I've done what you've asked us to do, and, and, you know, we've uprooted our family. God, I don't understand why you're allowing these things to happen in our life. God, what gives? God, why, why are you having me in these moments? Why are you allowing us to go through these things that we're going through? And God revealed to me it wasn't about my past, but it was about Our future. The future that we were going to say, hey, this is how we're not going to treat people. Hey, this is what we're going to do because we're going to see lives restored and brokenness touched in people's lives, not by anything that we're doing other than saying yes. And so the same God that said, hey, you may have went through some bad situations in your life, but it's up to you to change your future. There's things that we've had in our past, we can't change them. There's things Pastor Michael got in his filing cabinets, he can't change, he can't fix but I'm not going to let it determine me in my future. See, we, we, oftentimes we want to hold on to things. The enemy wants us to hold on to things in our past and not let go of them because he wants to be a constant reminder to us. Hey, you failed. Hey, you've messed up. Hey, you're not any good. Hey, you, you stink at life. Hey, these people done you wrong. Why are you doing God's work when you know good and well people are going to talk about you and treat you bad? But we didn't let that stop us. From letting our future grow so sometimes the enemy wants to remind us of those things he wants to tell us hey you're no good and I want to encourage you today, when the enemy does that, oftentimes remind him of his future. Because see, when we read our Bibles and, 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 and we study it, we know what happens at the end of the book. We know what happens to Satan and the enemy at the end of the day. When it's all said and done, they'll be cast into the lake of fire. Their they're eternal is in the pits of hell. And so, so we win in the end. That's good news for us. But we may have to go through several battles along the way. Oftentimes tell people, it's like, man, you seem to have an easy life. You seem to have it all together. I don't have it all together. Believe me. Who in here is perfect? No. <laughs> tell me your secret. But it didn't come without a lot of heartaches, a lot of headaches, a lot of past hurts. But don't let your past determine your future. Let your decisions today determine your future. Let's ah, keep going. I right, fear. Went too far ahead. (laughs) Your past doesn't determine your future. The choices you make today does. So I encourage you all. You know, before you make a permanent decision based on a temporary emotion, always pray. We learned that last week. And if we just take a step back and just say, "Hey, God, I want to pray," so we learned as we were talking about Chewbacca, baby. I like Chewbacca, baby. And his brother, Jacob, he sent out and he's like, hey, I'm coming home. His brother hated him. He was mad at him. He took his birthright and he said, hey, I'm going to get you. I'm going to kill you. If I ever see you again, I'm going to kill you. So he was on the run. But he sent ahead some people. Say, hey, send out to my brother. Hey, I'm coming home. I want to see you. I want to talk to you. I want want to let you know that, hey, I'm sorry. I want to bend and mend those broken relationships that we had. be in those relationships. <laughs> it's this like, thing. And then my, my smoke machine's throwing this. Like <laughs> Let's see, y'all check it out. There's uh, <laughs> <it's> a fire. All right, <laughs> let me get my face back. <laughs> smoke machine, chill out over here. Fall machine, haze machine. Trying to catch up now, you're gonna mess me up. See, we're real here at Medic Church because I don't want to be labeled as one of those, t- those pastors that are fake. Things happen. I can't control some of this stuff up here. We can't control what things happen, but when bad things happen in our lives, you know what we can do? We can embrace it and keep moving. A lot of bad things happen to good people, I don't know, but God's preparing you for your biggest blessing yet. See, someone told the king Jericho, some Israelites have come tonight to spy on the land. They done got caught. They done found out that they were coming to spy on the land. <laughs> so the king of Jericho sent order, bring out the men who came into your house. She sold them out. Hey man, look, over here. I did love to them last night. I got a little cash flow. I, I'm going to, she's a prostitute. Let's just be honest. And, and, I mean, and, and so, so now they found out, well, what are you doing here? Why are you here? Why are, are Israelites here in, in Jericho? What are you doing here? And, and, and she said, oh, oh, I found out their secret now. I found out why they're here. And then she went and told on them, little rats, and found out their little secret and went and shared that information. I always tell people, hey, if you don't know what your secrets are, I want to share the information you want them to know because it'll get out like a wildfire and I encourage you all to find you a group of people in a circle that's very small that you can pray with that you can share personal things with but only share key things because if you don't want the people to know your deepest, darkest secrets <laughs> they'll sell you out ask me how I know when we begin a new chapter in our life Uh, We begin a new chapter in our life when we choose faith over fear. We choose faith over fear. I was scared to death when God called me into ministry. I said, God, I'm not the one. I was scared. I was petrified. I said, God, I can't do this. God, I'm not qualified. You know what's cool about it? You know what's cool about it? It's God do not call the qualified. He qualifies the call. And so if God's calling you to do something, man, I know it can be hard. It can be scary. It can be overwhelming at times. But listen, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. And you might say, well, Pastor Michael, I'm not good at getting in front of people and talking to me either. Y'all know a secret? I was shy when I was in high school, in middle school. I was shy. There ain't no way. People think I'm kidding when I tell them that. I really was. And now I'm a senior race type person and say, hey, I just want to love on people because I have one goal in this life now, and that's see people come to know Christ and let God restore that brokenness in their lives. That's the very foundation this church was was, uh, founded upon, was seeing people come to know Christ. And when they're hurting and they're broken, they can come to God and let him restore that brokenness in their life. Whatever you're dealing with, those mountains that may be all the way around you, listen, 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 all you have to do is call out the name of Jesus and have just a little bit of faith as a mustard seed and save that mountain to be moved because when we have faith over fear, we can start new chapters in our life. My last month has been hard. It's been a long, hard road. I drive the Griswold's car to go get a Christmas tree and it keeps breaking down on me. It's tough. It's difficult. My bills are passed due. I've had bad things happen in my life. Me too. But that hasn't stopped us from loving on God and letting him touch the brokenness in our life. And I want to encourage you today. Let God take your whole self and touch it and heal it. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. I wonder what God might do in our lives if we made the decision right now, put our faith in him and not have the fears in our life. I've often asked the people, what would you be willing to do in this life? Or what would you do in this life if you knew you wouldn't fail? What would you do in this life if you knew you wouldn't fail? If you do anything right now, what would you do if you knew you wouldn't fail? And it's the same way with God. If you feel like you're failing in this life, just say, hey, God, I want to give you my whole self. Because when you give your whole self, he's not going to let you down imagine if he could take a little country boy from the city of Gastonia and and mold him into what he's molding me into today that was shy in high school and was shy to talk to people and to make it, y'all know I don't read well, I don't do, I I, I criticize myself every single week and I tell you about my weaknesses but you know what, I use my biggest weaknesses to my biggest advantage because God's called us and he's calling you guys to say, hey, you may not be public speaking, It may not be getting up and talking to everybody but you all got a story and a story worth telling. I'm going to close with this. Well, well, God knows I have a past. God knows that I've messed up. God knows that everything in this filing cabinet about me. How can God use me when he can pull out of my file on this date and this time and say, hey, this is what you've done in your life. God can't use me. I've done some really bad things, Pastor Michael. I've done some horrible things. Man, nobody, how can I go to church? Why, why should I want to go to church? Because, man, everybody everybody's going to know my past. Everybody's going to know what's going on in my past, and they're going to bring it up. I'm ashamed. How can God love someone like me from the past mistakes I made, the bad decisions that I made? Listen, y'all check this out. But if we confess our sins to him, he can be dependent, he can be dependent on the uh, to forgive us and to cleanse us from every wrong. it's perfectly proper for God to do this, do this for us because Christ died to wash away our sins, 1 John 1 and 9. See, so when we confess with our mouth, and say God I forgive me in my sins and that very moment he begins to cleanse our life, he begins to touch our lives he begins to say hey you know what I you know you made mistakes in your life and it's okay because I'm going to catch as far as the east is from the west it don't matter how far you go to the east you'll never catch up to the west it doesn't matter how far you go to the, the west you'll never catch up to the east and that's how far your sins are apart because when we confess with our mouth God forgive me God touch me, heal my body that he's going to restore you and wash you whole again. He can touch the brokenness in everybody's life. Online campus, he can touch and wash you as white as snow yet again. Doesn't matter what our background is, our past, God can touch us. You want know me to tell you the best part? He wants to. God wants you to love him. He wants you to come to him when you're hurt and you're broken and you're alone and you're saying, hey, I feel all alone. God wants you. And it don't matter what time of day it is. God said, call on his name. And he's there in the moments. I share this story pretty often. My mom was sick. Uh, Just was coming from a stroke. And my dad called me one morning. It's about three o'clock in the morning. If you call me at 3 o'clock in the morning, you're probably not going to get a great answer he goes hey I think your mom's dead I, and my response back was well what makes you think that now looking back on it it's funny now but in the moment it was, you know, there's a lot going on thank God she was okay she was great but I share that story in that moment with you guys because I want you to know you may call me at 3 o'clock in the morning and I might be like why in the world do you think that's going on in your life I might even give you a grumpy answer. I'm pretty sure I wasn't so nice when he called me. But when you call on Jesus, it don't matter what time, of day it is, he's going to be there with open loving arms. He's going to be attentive to you and he's going to listen to every need and every request that you have in your life. When you call out his name, he's there. You may not see him, you may not even feel him. For over a year and a half, We prayed and prayed and prayed and said, God, where are you? We don't feel you. We don't see you. But he was lining things up for us so we can be doing what we're doing today because we weren't going to let our past determine our future. We made decisions in those moments to prepare us for our future and determine our steps that we were going to take. So today I encourage you all. you don't feel him, you don't see him. He's still there. Keep trusting him with your whole self because he's going to wash you as white as snow. If you guys can and will, if you'll stand with me today, we're going to pray. If you need special prayer today, you can just let us know. We'll be more than happy to pray with you one-on-one. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you so much for this day. Everybody that's here that's attending online, God, that'll listen to podcasts later on, Father, Lord, we just want you to touch us right now in this very moment, God. God, forgive us of our sins, Lord. God, when we don't see you, we don't feel you, Father. God, touch us and remind us that you're there with us. God, when we don't don't see you, God, God, when we don't feel you, Lord, just begin to heal us and touch our bodies, God. God, when new things come in our life and we need to start a new chapter, God, or God, maybe you're calling us to do something, Father. God, let us choose faith instead of fear. And God, when you put us on a mission, help us to stay focused and not get distracted. And God, don't let our past determine our future, but our decisions that we're making right now. God, to help pave the way for the right future ahead. God, continue to bless this church. God, bless our future, the steps that we're taking right now, God. God, bless our future, Father. Because God, we want to continue to do more for you. God, we want to continue to see life restored and brokenness restored in people. God, by nothing that we're doing, but God, but only answering the call that you've gave us. God, only let them see you through us. If you want to make a decision for Christ today, all you have to do is say this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. God, I know you came to this earth and died on the cross for me. God, when it gets hard and it gets tough, remind me you're still there with me. God, the past that I have, God, just cast it as far as the east is from the west. And when the enemy tries to remind me of things, remind me to remind him of his future. God, just keep us and touch us today. In my name I pray. Amen. Thank you again for tuning into the Medic Church Podcast. Today, if you need prayer, you can go to medicchurch.com forward slash pray our team's standing by ready to pray and believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted would you consider partnering with us right now so we can continue providing podcasts just like this one you can do so by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash give you can do a one time gift a reoccurring gift we just ask that you pray and give from your heart today Join us back next time as we give another life-giving message. All right, we'll see you soon.